When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Tiger Woods is back. Sort of, I guess. I mean, you know, why do people keep talking about this guy when he isn't winning? Who does he think he is? Me? Okay, Danica Patrick is getting vilified <laughs> for her performance as the MC of uh, the Emmys, uh, the uh, ESPYs last night. Uh, she's a race car driver. What did you expect? Right. You don't want Norm McDonald anymore, right? <laughs> if you're not going to have Norm, and it sounds to me, I, I think a lot of people dislike her because she's now dating Aaron Rodgers. But people always, disliked her before that. Well, she came off a little snippy, right, mm-hmm. when things didn't go well. Although, what's the main reason we disliked her? Uh, she divorced her husband and took up with Ricky Stenhouse, but is that a problem in America anymore? Why do we care? Younger right. guy, yeah, why do we care? And, you know, she was not terribly successful as a driver, but... You know. She poked fun at herself in that joke. Yes, yes, she did. But here's the good. Here's the other thing. I didn't see it. Of course, I've never watched five minutes of the ESPYS. We won the championship, by the way, for the play. The best, uh, Keenum, the best Keenum moment to uh, Stefan Diggs. Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah. Keenum and Steph, uh, Stefan Diggs were there together, and uh, and Stefan Diggs said to him, "Nice pass." I was glad but, that they uh, uh, they really good. they captured that moment well with the Joe Buck call. I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, uh, Joe Buck was fantastic, but uh, <laughs> but here's the other thing: they had a skit, an I Tanya skit, Manny. Really? In which Danica played both herself and her alcohol swelling mother. <laughs> you know, that's pretty good. And and Aaron Rodgers showed up and wore the must the creepy mustache like their like her husband, uh, like uh, Tanya's husband has really? in the uh, thing. So that's got to be funny, right? Sure, sure. I mean, if you've seen the movie, it's got to be pretty funny. Gosh, that movie was good. Oh God, uh, <laughs> they should add Alice and Janie show up to play to her play mom the mom. That would have been skit. great. That would have been because nobody. <laughs> I tell you what, Alice and Janie. One of the ten greatest performances oh my I've gosh, seen it was great. in my life of a guy who a career moviegoer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable how good she was, and she did win an Oscar for that, right? Yes, I think, she did. Yeah. God, yes. Well, the others should have just said, "We're not even showing up. We know who this <laughs> is going to." But then she also was joined on stage by a young girl who they kind of did a parody of called one of Danny 
kids, one of Danica's kids, you know, this youth group she had. And this kid comes in, this young kid comes out there and says she wants to, she aspires to be a host like Danica. And then she starts telling uh, age inappropriate jokes. <laughs> uh, and Danica's looking horrified. And one of them involved LeBron James buying two houses in Brentwood and, uh, for, and caused the biggest stir for a black man in Brent, Brentwood since O.J. Simpson. Oh, they, they had the boy. little girl say that joke, and she goes, ah, like that. Danica goes uh, horrified. So it sounds to me like wasn't that bad, right? I didn't see much of it. I, I kind of swore off the ESPYs after mm-hmm. the whole Caitlyn Jenner uh, situation yeah, a couple so of years ago. They had a little better uh, winners of the Courage Award this time, the uh, hundred and some victims of Larry Nassar. I was going to say, I, I, I did yeah. watch that clip online, which I thought was a, an extremely mm-hmm. powerful uh, Maggie Nichols moment. was one of them, one of our uh, gals, and what they had three or four of them speak. Right? Yeah, and then I also watched the Jim Kelly speech. Um, yeah, which I, was I, uh, I did see that yeah. too. Yeah, but other than that, I didn't so see anything he's, else. Uh, he's got to go back again. Huh? Yeah, it, and it uh, it looks bleak. Did uh, he? Uh, for the did he admit that in his? Uh... No, but I I know that his family because they had a lot of. Um, Mm-hmm. Footage, and then of course they played the part where he's talking about his son and his Hall of Fame Hunter, speech right before yeah. his son passed away, mm-hmm. um, which was which was pretty. Anyway, moving. we're anyway. giving we're giving uh, Danica a little love today as our sports person of the day. But every time we went through this, what, was it last year or the year before when Peyton hosted? I thought he did a pretty good job, yeah, and people people fine. took well, him to task not, too. Well, they're not comedians. They're not, you know, if you want he made, someone he made the joke about if you want someone who's good at it, get Billy Crystal, you know, or Norm McDonald, yeah, or Norm <laughs> McDonald, bring him back. Well, the Peyton thing too. Remember, he made the joke to Kevin Durant. They put the camera on Durant. Oh, and Durant that's was right. Like mad and well, all that yeah, other well, stuff. That's, and well, that's because Kevin Durant is so sensitive. There should that, always be a Kevin Durant joke, even if he's not there, he's because not there. he's such a sensitive jackass. <laughs> I used to love him too, man, alive. Anyway, uh, Danica first married a physical a physical therapist named Paul Edward Hospenthal in 2005. So, you know, she was just getting her racing career going there. And in January 2013, she filed for divorce. Uh, you know, the old irretrievable uh, differences. Uh, and at the time, she also revealed she was dating Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Well, in late uh, 2017... It was confirmed that her and uh, Stenhouse had broken up, and she's now dating Aaron Rodgers. Aaron likes strong, forceful women, right? Because apparently Olivia had boarded him around, and now I think Danica's... I don't think she takes no heat from... She's not going to count out anybody either, nope. is she? Remind me, did they start dating after the Packers season had ended? Oh, so, I think they were dating before that. Were they, they dating they while he was still playing? Because he and Olivia broke up. What, a year ago? Okay. Uh, he, he and Olivia grew up, and the Packer fans were very hopeful. That meant they were going to the Super Bowl because they blamed Olivia for his uh, poor start to the 2016 Well, season. that's where I was going with it because I couldn't remember if they had blamed Danica in any way for the no, injury that he suffered. They didn't know that uh, Danica was in the picture until, what, this year? Because they were spotted at the Bucks game, right? Wasn't that? That when was they, it. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was it. And then she when he became it, part owner, and she confirmed it. Much uh, like half of the Green Bay people are part they, owners. Uh, <laughs> she's team. older than him by two years, I think. I think she's. Oh, uh, she's robbing the cradle, you yeah, say? She, March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two. Well, she robbed yeah. it severely with Ricky Stenhouse. That was several years difference. Hmm. She likes young guys. Well, 
So that probably knocks me out of the picture. I was say, I okay. Probably should just keep you. my mouth shut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, anyway, sports person. Hey, today. congratulations, Danica. Danica. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like it was that bad. If you do an I Tanya satire, I'm all for it. One plus, you've got a team of people that are writing this stuff sure, for you. you How bad can you be? Yeah. You got nothing to do with it. Come on. The bad jokes are the ones they wrote for her. They're not her jokes. So uh, Was it the jokes or the timing? Because well, I, the timing wasn't. Yeah. But, but how do you expect her to have timing? I don't. You know, I don't. You yeah, she's a, a terrible race car driver. Know, Oh, she's get, supposed to have timing. Get, get Cedric the Entertainer if you want high timing. What great. the hell? Reavers yeah. actually got one right here. First time in years. Norm McDonald. He should be, well, the, he did, you know, should be the permanent did host. Did you uh, hear yeah. the first one? Oh, yeah. 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 Unless you kill him. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter. That's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Yes. Never, they never even let him walk by the place slowly. <laughs> He's not even allowed to watch ESPN anymore. The, the, the best part about that whole thing, too, was after he made the joke, they put the camera on Ken Griffey Jr. and and Jr. just looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, because they're all a bunch of weenies. All right, hey, Danica, we're we're in your corner. Way to go, girl. Matthew Collar covers the Vikings and other matters for fifteen hundred ESPN.com. I got a Mike Hughes question for you, sir. The number one draft choice. Okay, what is it? Uh okay, you get you get drafted in the slot. There's a a certain amount of money they're going to give you. Uh what are you waiting for? Are you trying to get more of it guaranteed? Can you get more of it guaranteed? Is that what the deal is? Okay, I'm trying to remember this from last year because there was some sort of holdout from some other players last year leading up to camp and I can't remember what it was. I I maybe it was the injury guarantees or certain language but they were very unclear with what that language is. So I think it's beyond just the actual dollars and cents, but there are some other details on it that I, I think they have to work out. But I think that that's it, and everybody gets signed. So it's not like the old days where that was a big storyline of, like, when will the oh, guy yeah. get signed and will he hold out and all that stuff. So, so But so. does he get the whole nine then? Uh, I mean, nine, whatever it is, eight or whatever, 9.8 or whatever he signed for. Does he get that, or they can still... The only thing, he's like everybody else, the only thing he's guaranteed is that first check they cut him? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, the, his uh, whole rookie deal is guaranteed, which okay. is one of the major benefits of being a first-round draft pick. Okay, all right, so it's guaranteed. So I didn't, so upfront money then would be something you might want to argue about, whether you get $5 million right right now or 4 and a half or whatever, right? Yeah, that that could be, but mm-hmm. um, honestly, I I don't really know because it's it's not something I've ever really bothered with since they have this slotting. It's like, well, the guy will be there, and that's all there is to it. Matthew, the amazing thing about that last deal they cut was uh, not only did they steal all the money from the first round draft choices, the NFL Players Association, but they allowed them to slap that extra year on there so they can hold them for five years. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't really cry for any of the guys who get that fifth-year option because uh, yeah, the Anthony fifth. Barr, the, yeah, he's making uh, $12 million. You're right about having that option, but, um, I mean, once if you get to that point where they exercise it, you are getting paid big-time money. Uh, we were talking about this, uh, and we won't go into great detail. We were talking a little about last night about uh, Coach Zimmer 
and his new quarterback and how those two uh, varied personalities are going to go about uh, getting along with each other. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll get along fine at the get-go, but Mike has a tendency to get crusty after defeats, and it will be interesting how that works out. Yeah, and I think he just has a general disdain for quarterbacks anyway. <laughs> his, his disposition toward quarterbacks, I think, in general, is that if it's if his name is not Teddy Bridgewater, that he's not a big fan. Although, he did start to come around on Sam Bradford in training camp last year, and I think that the best-case scenario for Cousins is that during training camp, he can kind of earn some credit with Zimmer. But the interesting scenario that we could come across at some point is Mike Zimmer gets frustrated in the middle of the season, and he forgets that he promised Rick Spielman that he wouldn't call him out in the press conference. <laughs> he does it anyway. Right? I mean, with Case Keenum, uh, that, he was kind of a saint last year for not getting too agitated because, uh, you know, Keenum could have said, okay, well, you know, play play Teddy Bridgewater on his constructed knee or something or, or like that. Kyle you, Slaughter. You know? Kyle Slaughter, right. who the fans want to play quarterback, but hey. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, play the play the guy that got cut by the Broncos, who had no good quarterbacks last year. Play him instead. I mean, Keenum was it was amazing that he never snapped back, and he always just said, "Yeah, well, that's fine. That's just how it is." But I think Cousins has a different disposition than that. I think he's a guy that doesn't necessarily like to get criticized at all, or doesn't necessarily take it that well uh, every time and and he's usually kind of the one dishing it out a little bit more through the media so that it will be very interesting to see and you can guarantee that he's going to turn the ball over it's one thing that has been consistent with him for his three years in washington is that he's had a high number of fumbles and a fairly high number of interceptions so if he does that here that's the number one thing that drives Zimmer crazy well, and uh, the interceptions aren't uh, with the with Viking fans. You will discover we really have a hard time with fumbles. Uh, the Dante, uh, anytime you try to say anything nice about Dante, they'd say ah, he fumbles too much. Uh, so we we <laughs> we don't like those fumbles. Uh, Dante could throw two interceptions, we were okay, but if he fumbled, they got very upset. Small hands. Well, He's got small hands. And I and I haven't um, shook. Kirk Cousins' hand yet to see if it's too small or not. But, uh, you know, it, what the thing with Cousins, and this is where it could be a concern with the fumbles, is Rashad Hill and Riley Reef are going to very likely be your starting tackles from opening day. And neither one of those guys is a top-notch pass protector. I think both of them are okay. Uh, Hill, that's more of his strong point than in the run game. But when they play some of these teams like you know, when they go against Los Angeles or when they go against the Philadelphia or uh, the, the New Orleans Saints who already have Cam Jordan and then they drafted another guy in the first round, you know, how is that going to look? And, and that's one of the areas with Kirk Cousins where he doesn't necessarily always feel the pressure and sometimes he hangs in the pocket too long. He tries to be that quarterback who makes the big-time throw hanging in the pocket, but you know, sometimes that results in you know, getting a strip sack or something. And that, and that could be an area that he's going to have to work on or John Filippo is going to have to find a way to get the ball out of his hands to make sure they're not turning it over. Hey, uh, Matthew, I come from the era of the, uh, the, uh, the fearsome foursome in, uh, with the L.A. Rams and the Purple People Eaters, uh, of course, with the Vikings and the Silver Rush in, uh, in Detroit. Uh, now, if you don't hear as much about that, you know, the, the front four 
anymore because of the way they play defense uh, and the fact that they use try to use more players than that. But Griffin, Joseph, Richardson, and Hunter has got a chance to be uh, quite the uh, what, what I would describe as a front four. Yeah, yeah, and I and you know I think that they did have that last year because I always viewed Tom Johnson as, as being underrated. He created a lot of pressures, but didn't get a lot of the sacks. It usually ended up being you know Griffin or Hunter that got the sacks. So I, I think we saw a lot of what it will look like when everything's going with Tom Johnson in there. It's just Richardson is better against the run, and when he's at his absolute best, he could be a terror in there. And th- there are a few teams now that have built up these defensive lines that that's kind of where their entire defense starts. And really, when you look at the numbers and who wins, it's always who passes the best on offense and who stops the pass the best on defense. And that's where there is one area where the Vikings can get better at that is rushing the passer on the road. And that's where Richardson might help a little bit because last year they were one of the worst teams at sacks on the road and one of the best at sacks at home. So that's going to be a kind of an interesting dynamic. Will Zimmer find some ways to get a little more pressure there, or will the front four just create it themselves? And I think that makes everybody's job easier, you know, from the, the, the secondary and linebackers and all that. But, yeah, this is, this is one of the best, absolutely. And, and it seems like it's almost like teams are doing this, like how basketball teams are just bringing all the best players in. That's, how, that's what teams are doing with defensive lines where Philadelphia signs Michael Bennett. I mean, that guy's a starter-level player, but they're going to bring him in as a rotational player. That's the one area where the Vikings are a little behind because they don't have that extra fifth or sixth guy that can come in right now. Uh, The Minnesota Twins always, when the season starts, make the sacred vow that we're going to have 12 pitchers and 13 position players, and by God, that's the way we're going to do her. And about April 15th, they got 13 pitchers up here, and it stays that (laughs) way pretty much for the rest of the season. We always hear the sacred vow from the Vikings, more so than ever, but but for 10 years at least, we got to alternate the guys up front a little more often to keep them fresh. The uh, And we've really heard it this year. We want to be more like the Eagles, uh, and we want to, uh, you know, change change those guys in and out more often. Beyond Ro- Robeson, who do they have to do that? Yeah, that, that reminds me of uh, with hockey players where they'll say, you know what, we need to play this guy less. We play him too many minutes, and then they get into a tough yes. stretch and the guy plays 30 minutes. And then Ryan so, Suter plays 29 minutes, yeah. So. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, well, I think it's going to be the same way this year for this front four and Everson Griffin. I think Zimmer's going to say, yep, we want to take some pressure off him and maybe you know get him five or ten snaps more off a game, and then – when they go play, you know, Drew Brees or they go play Carson Wentz, right? like you're not going to give too many breaks to Everson Griffin. Where they could is if the game isn't that close. I mean, last year they're playing Everson Griffin in London against Cleveland at the end of the game and he gets hurt. Like, what were you doing? So there are a couple of guys that they can mix in there and maybe somebody will stand out in camp. Steven Weatherly, they drafted him two years ago. He's got great athletic gifts and is a smart guy. Just hasn't gotten on the field much, but they've kept him around. And Tashawn Bauer was excellent in training camp and preseason last season, uh, last year and just never got a shot. And he did get in one game and got a sack at the end of the game against the Rams. That was a guy I was really surprised that he didn't get uh, more shots at it. 
And they also drafted Jalen Holmes in the fourth round for his ability to get after the passer, too. Uh, they're going to move him from defensive end to defensive tackle. So, I mean, there are some guys, but nobody where you say, oh, yeah, absolutely, they brought this guy in and he's going to mix in like a Michael Bennett with Philadelphia. And, you know, I mean, if somebody gets hurt, who's next? That could be an issue. The only other option they might have is uh, I'll be interested to see if they use Anthony Barr at defensive end sometimes, but you know, where are they going to adjust from there? Maybe use more defensive backs? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I think that's maybe the one tweak we might see. Okay, which one of you guys is going to play stump the collar? Who's going to stump the collar in there? Well, it's pretty much, he's like the lake detective. You can't yes, stump yes, Matthew Stump collar. the collar. Ask him a All right, I got one, Matthew Collar. Brain, brain Training camp is, you know, is, is right around the corner here. Give me a name of a guy that you expect not to make the Vikings roster that would raise an eyebrow. Oh, that would raise an eyebrow. I, does Marcus Sherrill count? I think so. Okay, I'll, I will go Marcus Sherrill's because I think that Mike Hughes, their first-round pick, is going to be a good punt returner right away, and they really want Holton Hill to make the roster. Holton Hill is an undrafted free agent that they got from Texas, but they feel like they hit the lottery by getting him. He was a guy that failed the drug test at the Combine, but who cares about that? Right? Yeah, well, so, like, the Vikings sure as hell don't. Uh, no, <laughs> he took the pot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did. I, yeah, the only reason he didn't get drafted is because I think a bunch of teams were like, we can get him undrafted free agent, then we won't have to pay him much. But, um, you know, he's a guy that showed a lot in minicamp, and I think they really want to make the team. So if you're going to include him, and then, of course, Hughes is an addition, you're not cutting Terrence Newman, and then you've got your starters and Mackenzie Alexander. There isn't much room left for another cornerback, so I think that Sheryls might be the odd man out unless he is just unbelievable punt returning. Caller, it's Manny. What is your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? Do they figure he's going to be ready to go right away at training camp, or is there still a little time for him to get all the way back 100%? Well, first, thanks for identifying yourself, Manny. I barely recognize you. <laughs> we get mistaken um, often on the air, Matthew. <laughs> uh, Delvin Cook is way ahead of schedule, which I think they are thrilled about. Uh, when they first talked to us way back in like team workouts, I, this must have been maybe February or early April, March, somewhere in there. They said he's not going to come back until training camp to be fully participating, and he was back by minicamp, so a couple of months before they really even expected him to, and he was participating, taking the first team reps and everything. So, I mean, right now I think he's right on track to play every preseason game that they want him to and then be ready to go 100% week one. Hey, uh, Matthew, uh, Courtney Cronin's going to be in here for the from the 4 to 5 hour tomorrow. Send me a couple of questions I can ask her that will make her uncomfortable, will you, please? You know, kind, uh, kind, of, kind of put her on yeah. the spot on some team issues that uh, could uh, cause her to uh, want to pull her punches a little bit. Ask her about the long snapping situation. Okay. That's key. <laughs> okay. Hey, my guy, is he back? I don't think he's back. I wrote a column on a long snapper last year, and he... And then I think uh, I think we got rid of him. So, all right. Well, who was it? Was it Kevin McDermott? The second guy. The second guy they had when uh, McDermott got hurt. When McDermott got hurt, who was the guy? I can't remember his name. Wait, you you wrote a column about Jeff Overbaugh? Yeah, I liked him. He was a good story. Oh my He's a, from Alaska. Okay, so do you know do you know the thing about Jeff Overbaugh with me and Courtney? No. Oh, this is great. So <laughs> Jeff Overbaugh 
Jeff Overbaugh in the Minneapolis Miracle game got yes. a, an assignment wrong, and he went the wrong way, and that's why the punt got blocked. Okay. So, so the only reason for the Minneapolis Miracle is because See? this backup long snapper went the wrong way. My guy set it up. Your guy blew it. <laughs> well, that's okay. That uh, otherwise hey, we wouldn't have won an SB. We wouldn't have won an SB. Wouldn't have won an SB. Give Jeff Overbaugh credit. Dang it. Exactly. All We've right, been Matthew. Laughing about that all off season. So. We got to run. Right. Goodbye. See you. Matthew Collar, ESPN uh, ESPN.com. Great stuff on the Vikings. I think he's got a little Zim uh, piece coming up here in the next few days. It might be fun. I'm going to take over this segment. Patrick, I want you to go right to your Twitter account. <laughs> Look up Kathy Wurzer. Do you follow Kathy? I haven't, yes. yes. She uh, retweeted some tornado footage from down in Iowa that happened here in the last hour or so. Oh, really? It's the most dramatic tornado yeah. footage I've ever seen in my life. It's huh. absolutely unbelievable. Is this the one that goes through a housing area? Because I saw it's, one of those. It's a different one. It, goes, it looks like a farm. It looks like it hits oh a farm. Yeah. yeah, you've mm-hmm. got to see this. Kathy retweeted it, I'm and then I retweeted it, and everybody else. It's really interesting. Yeah, Kenny and I were standing out there watching it. Oh, Saying my prayers I tonight. Will, uh, ooh, well, ooh. You know, what the heck? And this storm chaser drives right at it. Right to it. Right <laughs> at it. I would have been driving the other way, 200 miles an hour, urinating myself and crying like a two-year-old. Seriously. Kenny was so upset, he was swearing at the guy for driving toward oh, the tornado. What a dum-dum. That's a, uh, that's a dark sky there. For Isn't you. it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Here's a, that's what we need at uh, Carnoustie to shape up the golf a little. <laughs> that looks like the sky that I saw when I was at Mirfield coming in over the Firth of Fourth, and they kept playing. Wow. Ooh, look at that thing. Ooh, that's good. Wee. All right. Here's Johnny Hyde. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Dell. Dell Small Business Technology Advisors know there's nothing small about your business. They provide one-on-one partnership and reliable Dell PCs with Intel Core processors. Call... 877-BY-DELL. Pretty Chopin, uh, Kevin Kisner has the lead, the first day lead at 5-under. Folks tied at 3-under, or 4-under, excuse me, Xander Lombard, Eric Von Royen, and Tony Finnau. And uh, there's three fellas who are at 3-under for the day. You know what you are when you're a storm chaser? You are committed to your craft. No, you're not. You're a dummy chasing <laughs> weather. I do not endorse this. Just because you've got a degree in meteorology doesn't mean you go chase the, storms uh, and get greatest, that close. The greatest baseball player since Willie Mays does it in the offseason, he said the other night. Oh, Trout. That's Trout, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike Trout. That although was one of my. Although the brick outhouse he is, he could just stand there like this. <laughs> I dare get you. <laughs> Bring it on, weather. <laughs> Twins back at it on Friday. Uh, we did find out today, Miguel Sano. He'll be back in Fort Myers doing his uh, daily workout routine tomorrow. He had left the miracle last Sunday to go home because of an illness in the family. Well, I, I'm glad mom is cured, but I also find it a coincidence that that it's the All Star break that that. His absence seems to cover the all-star break. I could have been some prearranged plans there, too. Yeah, but uh, good luck to Mom. 
Uh, St. Paul Saints now 33-24 and 24 on the season after a road victory over the Sioux City Explorers. They'll play them again tonight. Uh, the Saints, if you haven't been following along, have a two-and-a-half game lead in the American, Le- American Association's North Division. That's good because we didn't make the playoffs last year, and yeah. I think George Samus was on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we mention something about Twitter? Manny and I discussed this off the air. Why now when I go there, am I seeing things that of people I don't follow but other people that I do have liked when did that start becoming a thing on social media have you guys noticed that i think it's been there all along has it really no i thought it was too really okay because it's really annoying (laughs) tim army that's why i block so many people by the way that's probably a good idea yeah yeah Tim Army's been hired to coach the Iowa Wild. They're, of course, uh, a minor league affiliate of the Wild. Army, A-R-M-Y? Yep. He joins Iowa of the American Hockey League after spending last season as an assistant with Wilkes-Barre Scranton in the AHL. Uh, That's the Penguins affiliate. Before that, he was an assistant with the Avalanche from 2011 to 2017. I think what I'm going to do is uh, contact the local media outlets and move to Des Moines and cover the Wild and the Wolves down there. That would be a good job, don't you think? Oh, Freelance. Sure, sure. sure. Go watch those games. Spent, be... spent much time in Des Moines, have you? Yeah, yeah. I've driven through it on the way to other places <laughs> a couple of times. You know? The uh, one NBA, no, did you guys see this from Woj? I, don't, I, don't, I haven't heard you talk about it. Was it a Woj, Bob? Uh, it's Carmelo Anthony, of yeah, course. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Being, yeah. Being Give traded. us the details here. Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Carmelo Anthony and a protected 2022 first-round pick to the Hawks for point guard <laughs> Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala. Anthony- Mike Muscala, is, he's, is yeah, he our he's, guy? He's yeah, our he's, guy, he's right? one of us. Yeah, he went to... Bucknell, I think yeah, he played college yeah, ball at, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's one of us. He's yeah. going to end up someplace else, though. They're not done. Uh, Anthony will be waived. That would make him a free agent, of course. Muscala, though, would be traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for forward Timothy Luawu Cabarro. Oh, I, I, I can't even help you with that one, John. I know who he is, but I can't even help you with that one. Well, Muscala's probably going there because they didn't get Belly because he's right. going to Sacramento. That's probably yeah. what that's all about, Johnny. Yeah. 2022 pick that OKC is sending to Atlanta protected 1 through 14 becomes two second round picks if not conveyed in one year. So. We got to go because we got a traffic guy who might have some uh yeah the things to point out to. Us. Yeah. Tornadoes. He's looking there at are tornadoes, tornadoes out there. Yeah. Don't with go to Stone. Iowa. <laughs> The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. You know, my dream is still alive for the University of Minnesota, don't you? No, what? Tell me. Uh, Lane Kiffin is football coach. And Eric Musselman is basketball coach. Those are that my dream. And then Whalen. Then we got Whalen. Sure. And Bosco. If we could, if you know, if the the two other guys move on to bigger and better places, I, my dream is Lane Kiffin. Football, We're halfway there, right? And Eric Musselman, basketball, right? If the, if the other two guys, yeah, we're halfway there already. Anyway, Book conversations for breakfast. <laughs> anyway, Larry Fedora yesterday made a complete ass of himself, the North Carolina coach, who, by the way, they've had to report a bunch of violations to. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, at the uh, they had the uh, conference USA. No, they had the Atlantic Coast Conference media days going on, and he basically came out saying. 
We're not going to recognize football. We're playing it too soft, and it's going to hurt. It's not only going to hurt football; it's going to hurt the country uh, if we don't, you know, if we don't have this example of toughness, oh, basically. And uh, CTEs. He also called uh, uh, the CE. There's no. I'm not sure that anything is proven that football itself causes CTE. Fedora also said. Well, Lane Kiffin was at Conference USA Media Days in Frisco, Texas. And uh, he uh, said uh, he's definitely worried about CTE. Uh, and he said, you see these long-term issues with these older NFL players. And he said uh, he also, he's got a son getting ready to play tackle football. And he said, uh, yes, the game's going to change. It's going to change. And uh, we probably, uh, it, it's got to change to st- keep going. But here was his best stuff. Oklahoma is playing, uh, Florida Atlantic is starting the season at Oklahoma on September 1st. <laughs> and their quarterback is expected to be Kyler Murray who elected to play football for the Sooners this season despite being taken ninth overall by Oakland in last month's MLB draft. And he uh, Kiffin said he should change his mind and go to baseball. He was joking at first, but then he said, I didn't realize he would go that high. It's crazy that he doesn't go play baseball this year. Think of all the concussion the issues that are out there in college wow. football and the NFL. <laughs> he should go play baseball. What a beauty he is, Kiffin. He's, <laughs> we want Kiffin. We want Kiffin. Yes. Stephen A. Smith, very upset with ESPN. You know why? Why? Did you see this, Manny? I did not. His show is going to be simulcast. His radio show is going to be simulcast on ESPN. But he is mad it's going to be on ESPN News instead of either ESPN or ESPN2. Why does Steven, he care? Stephen Smith's a radio show airs weekdays 1 to 3. ESPN has Outside the Lines and NFL Live. And ESPN2 replays Smith's morning program, First Take. But he uh, he apparently is pouting because he wants uh, he wants it on either ESPN or ESPN. Is he that big of a draw oh, to be this big of a pain? I thought you were going to say, is he that big of an egomaniac? No, no, I, I got a firsthand experience of how big of an egomaniac he is when I did the Super Bowl thing with those guys out at the Mall of America. He's a giant pain in the ass, but mm-hmm. he's got to be worth it to them for them to be able to keep putting up with this crap. Oh, he must. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's got, uh, I think he's got like 3 million followers on Twitter. People, people... Eat it up, they, but this they is the it. this is the you age of the back. He doesn't write anymore, right? He doesn't write. I don't. Think. I don't believe he so. Did, no, but he was writing for the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Inquirer, right? I had a friend at the Philadelphia Inquirer who occasionally would show me examples of his raw copy. Mm. He didn't. He had to redo some of his papers in English class. I want oh, to tell I you see. That I see. There. It, was, it was kind of a, a unique style. It was uh, well. He make he invents read, words. Whoever on... read Stephen A's copy had to work as hard as whoever reads Sid's copy at the Star <laughs> Tribune. Put it that way. Michael Porter Jr. Everybody has congratulated the Denver Nuggets for landing him fourteenth. Uh, this year because uh, a lot of teams stayed away from him for uh, he had the because back of the back injury. Yep. Has undergone surgery of the lumbar spine. Uh, he's had a second surgery on his spine. The procedure was uh, performed in uh, Dallas. It is the second back procedure for Porter 
who played in just three games as a freshman at Missouri. Uh, so that would make me nervous if I was the Denver. Me- meanwhile, Knicks fans were all worked up because they took Kevin Knox ahead of Michael Porter Jr. And Kevin Knox was dunking and shooting threes over everybody in summer league. Mm-hmm. Here's a man after my own heart. This is a quote. This won't live. This won't live in infamy like uh, practice. Practice. It was just practice. But Jabari Parker says uh, basically that uh, you make money playing offense. Nobody makes money playing defense, he said. <laughs> and, uh, he signed a two-year $40 million contract yeah. with the hometown Bucks, and uh, basically, basically said defense doesn't matter. Well, if defense well, doesn't matter, why don't we have him? That's right. We want well, him. Well, I mean, gosh, if he's not going to play defense and you got Zach Levine not mm-hmm. going to play any mm-hmm. defense, Freddie Hoiberg, good luck. Julio Jones apparently very upset that it got out that uh, the uh, Falcons have no intentions of redoing his contract. He signed a five-year, $71.25 million extension in 2015 with $47 million guaranteed. He's due $10 million this year. And now uh, they say that it'll be, it's a mystery as to whether he's going to show up this week. Uh, or next week for uh, the start of uh, they drafted a camp. kid in the first round too, a receiver, did they? The, uh, the Alabama you. kid. The NFL's got a system where it costs you forty thousand a day if you don't show up. For really? Training camp when you have a contract. So, good luck to Julio. Julio, you signed a deal, and there's a lot, a lot of guaranteed money in it, and you know they. Atlanta's got enough after paying Matt Ryan. They got enough salary cap problems. They probably can't and, afford. And Julio and Julio, there are a lot of other guys in the NFL who are getting screwed a lot more than you are. That's true. Show up. All righty, we shall return and see if there's any daily complaints. Do you have the time? To listen to me whine. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. My daily complaint is I forgot to mention this, Manny. I mentioned it to you. We have heard, uh, I got an email from our gal Tate, uh, the eight-year-old gal from Croatia. We met at Croatian Hall. And uh, she wanted to know how to uh, send to her father a little clip of uh, you and I talking to her. But... Uh, I, how long are you staying? I said, and blah, blah, blah. Well, August 5th, she's very excited, uh, Reavers, because they're going to Barley. They're going to see their grandparents in Greenwald, Minnesota, and they're going to Barley Day in Greenwald. Oh, Barley <laughs> Day. <laughs> Stearns, Stearns County League there, and she wow. says it's great. Uh, she's very excited about going there before she heads back home. August and this 7th. is the one that dishes out the this attitude. Is, yeah, yeah, she's got these, but uh, very. If, if she's writing her own emails, she's about seventeen, going on eight, as far as uh, English is concerned. Oh, good for her. Uh, what do you got, Manny? Uh, well, we talked about it in late hits, but my daily complaint is with Larry Fedora. Just, just stop. I mean, what, what, what are you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? And then, of course, he tried to backtrack on his statements, like. Anybody, anytime any idiot says something stupid, and it's just come on, man. Like they're they're implementing these rules into football to make the game safer. Just stop with this old school. They're not tough enough. Just You're barbaric. 
trying talk. to figure out a way to get kids to parents to allow them to keep playing. Right. It's exactly. the future so of the game. So that you can cheat Dummy. and recruit players in yes. North Carolina and whatnot. But yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daily complaint is this time of the year. There's nothing going on. What do you mean? Well, All-Star break week. I love the All-Star game, but after that, it's we got to wait till Friday. There's nothing to do. There's nothing the to talk about. There's nothing Cardinals to watch. Tonight. Cubs Cardinals Oh, there is tonight. a game tonight. Yeah, that's right. Tonight. All right, I retract Cardinals. my daily complaint. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, my daily complaint, my real seriously daily complaint, is the uh, shocking news that uh, Doug Hennis has died at yes. age 63. Wow. Uh, I've worked with him at the Pioneer Press. He was uh, the city editor there uh, my last few years in St. Paul. And then he went to the the St. Thomas in 1990 and has been over there for 28 years. Everybody over there knows him. And I, I used to see him at the St. Thomas football games. It was about the, or a basketball game if I went. I'd see him off, and he's really a good guy, 63 years old, uh, at work yesterday, good health uh, by all appearances. And uh, he must have had that Widowmaker that uh, Rodney Carew had and some of those, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm not sure, but, but uh, uh, unexpectedly and uh, a real good guy. And a lot of people, in it, I mean, everybody who worked with him, St. Paul, like obviously knows him, but a lot of people in the Twin Cities media know him from uh, when he got to St. Thomas and he was kind of their he was kind of the voice of St. Thomas mm-hmm. when when something came up that they would. This is the only market he ever worked in, correct? Is that what you said? He only well, worked in the he Twin was Cities. In St. Paul for he had to be. If it was some other market, it was as a kid, you know, early twenties, sure. because he was at St. Paul for eight, ten years before he went to St. Thomas. So uh, Dougie Hennis, yeah, it's a, a bad deal. Uh, Sixty-three years old and uh, good family man and a good good dude. Didn't have. Uh, it seemed with those. Uh, they didn't have anybody uh, who would ever say anything bad about him. So even the guys, even the people who worked for him as a city editor, I thought he was great. A lot of like what we'll say about you. That's right. That's right. Hopefully uh, in the future. But who knows? All righty. Tomorrow, gentlemen. Tomorrow, Courtney Cronin will be in and there from 4 to 5. And we will break down the Vikings uh, getting ready to start camp.